Hi, I'm Peter Mullen from Mullen Natural Health Centre. Have you ever thought about coming to see a naturopath but weren't sure if we could help? Why not try our free 15-minute phone consultations? Call 4961 4075 or go to mullenhealth.com.au for details. Well, it's time to bring in Peter Mullen for Health and Wellbeing. Peter, you're back for another week. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon, Mark. Look, this week we're going to be talking about what you guys call our second brain. Yeah, exactly. Today's, Can you please um, identify the second brain, please? <laughs> well, it might not be what people are thinking. <laughs> okay. So anyway, um, today is actually Mental Health Day, World Mental Health Day. So the focus is on or bringing awareness to mental health, mental health in the workplace, etc. So our topic today, and it's a topic, I think I have done this one before, but it's such a, such a neat topic. It's how our gut and the balance of microbes, particularly and gut function, actually plays a role in our mental health. Today's topic, Peter, very interesting, how gut controls your mood. So I guess having an unhealthy gut does has the ability to control your mind just a little bit. That's a little bit scary for my money. Yeah, look, it is. And for a long time, us naturopaths have called the gut the second brain. So, and there's a lot of a lot more research coming out to confirm this fact that you know there's more messages go from our gut to our brain than there actually is from our brain to our gut. Every, everywhere else. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. So, so, so how do we know what, 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 when we've got an unhealthy gut? Well, it's, it's, a, it's a, an interesting question, and um, probably the best way to tell that your gut's healthy because you want a healthy gut. Number one is you, is you want to have minimal symptoms. So you want to make sure that what you're eating, you're not getting any bloating or excessive wind or strong-smelling wind. You're not getting any heartburn or reflux. So basically, when we eat food, like our digestive system's pre-programmed, so we sh- once we've eaten it, we shouldn't have to hear from it again. And the other thing, obviously, to really track on whether your gut's working well is to check, it, check out your poos every day oh wonderful <laughs> lovely <laughs> it's lovely. really it's really important to you know take a bit of a look when you when you get up off the toilet and um just check out what your poo's like the color um the smell the shape and um there's a really neat chart you can get called how, the... how long are we supposed to be in the restroom for peter <laughs> <laughs> most of us are straight in straight well, out you, you, so if you, you've if got you, the detective work happening yeah if you think about it like it is it's the it's the waste product like the stool's two-thirds made up of bacterial waste as well as food residues. So it's the, the bits and pieces that we don't need, plus the cell turnover of our gut wall coming away, plus bacterial debris. So you want to make sure that it's a good, healthy-looking stool. And you can actually download a chart called the Bristol Stool Chart. Of course you can. And you can put that chart up on your toilet wall if you want, and then you can have a picture and have a look every day to see whether your stools are actually healthy or not. Can't believe I'm going to ask this question, Peter, but what actually defines healthy in that department? Uh, the shape of the stool. Mm-hmm. What, are we, what are we looking for that's a healthy shape? Uh, we're looking at like a... Um, uh... <laughs> you're the expert, Peter. A, Absolutely. So you're looking for a, a, a big smiley log or you're looking for a, like a Chiquito bar, you know, that's sort of convoluted in the shape of the, the large bowel. Okay. Um, and you're looking at using your bowels, clearing your bowels between once to three times a day. Um, and you definitely don't want really loose stools. You definitely don't want like rabbit pellets. You want that sort of, you know, like a like a banana or a. So so you say one or three times a day. A lot more than that would define that we've got some problems there. Yeah, yeah. Either way, you know, like so I've had a patient just this last week telling me that she goes to the toilet twice a week. But interestingly, she doesn't wow. necessarily feel that she's constipated because when she goes, she's not having any trouble going. Mm-hmm. But it just takes three or four days before. 
things happen. So with her, I suspect that there's some, she's got a bit of what I would call a lazy bowel or some um, um, bowel transit, um, like the peristaltic action is not working as well as what it could. Okay. So, so yeah, so checking checking out your stool and, and as I said, having minimal digestive symptoms is the best way to tell that you know your gut's in as good as health as possible. So what are some of those digestive systems that uh, digestive symptoms rather that we should be looking out for as well? Um, well, the irritable bowel type stuff, you know, bloating, wind, bowel variability, heartburn, reflux, um, you know, they're all gut gut related issues. Okay, and what what happens if we end up having too much bad bacteria in our gut? Well, it's interesting. So there's there's three ways that our gut can affect our, our mood, um, when including things like symptoms like depression, anxiety. Um, number one, symptoms of gut inflammation, um, can like with cramping and um, irritable bowel, can actually cause confusing messages to be sent from your gut to your brain that will actually increase your levels of anxiety. So it's the age-old story. Is it the stress causing the IBS or is it the irritable bowel causing your nervous system to turn on and your anxiety levels to go up. So chicken, chicken and egg. Chicken and egg. Chicken and egg. <laughs> Fair call. Um, secondly, if you're also suffering from a bit of a leaky gut where, and we've talked about that before on this show, where very small fragments and tox- of toxins and waste products from bacteria or food particles crossing the gut wall where normally they shouldn't, once those particles are in the blood, it causes your immune system to trigger an inflammatory response. And these... Um, inflammatory complexes have been found in rat and mice studies in the brain tissue of, of rats and mice. So there's this link between what we call the gut immune brain um, axis and linked to things like brain fog, anxiety, depression, um, can play a role with conditions like autism, behavioral conditions like ADD and ADHD. So it can be quite serious. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely, absolutely. Gut health. And finally, in the third Third, one of the third reasons is <clears throat> if you have an imbalance or the wrong type of bacteria in your gut, and um, as you can imagine, your large bowels like a like a garden, and you know if it's looked after well, you put the right fertilizer in, um, you water it, etc., you get a good, healthy, robust bacterial flora, and they play. You know, we've talked about the role that good, healthy bacteria play. You know, numerous times, but um, there's been some really interesting. Um, studies and one human study they looked at people with major depression and found that the bacteria in the the feces differed from healthy volunteers no with the whole microbiome it's still it's still not black and white like it's still a lot of research needs to be done um in uh, mouse studies they found that changes to the gut bacteria from antibiotics um probiotics and even specific breeding techniques are associated with anxious and depressive behaviours. And they found that, this is interesting, they found that those behaviours could be transferred. So if there was um, certain mice that were given antibiotics which disrupted their gut flora, ended up with anxiety or depression, they could get then do a, sounds gross, but they could then do mm. a faecal transplant from those mice, put the poo from one mouse into the, well, put the microbiome from one mouse into the microbiome, the gut of the other mice, and those mice would show symptoms of anxiety and depression. Wow. So, sort of early stages, but it kind of kind of makes sense that um, you know our our gut flora has been talked about as being you know one of our largest organs. There's three and a half kilo or ten trillion bacteria live in our gut, and you know just starting to see more and more the mm. the profound effects that they. 
And uh, Peter, how gut controls our mood? We're learning lots and lots of things today. Well, it is. It's such a such a massive area, and you know, our gut... particularly with the mice earlier. Yeah. You transferred a bit of yucky stuff from one to the other and their mood just changed. That's just that's, that's blown my mind. But look, we know if we've got problems where our, where our gut is sort of unbalanced, there are ways, are there, that we can rebalance our gut and clear our mind. Please tell us. Absolutely. Um, well, just interesting, we were just talking with Jess in the break about making kombucha. You, you want to do this story, don't you? <laughs> no, kombucha is just, it's just an interesting thing. It's from the... The, the one of the ancient Chinese dynasties, and it was called the Elixir of Life, actually. So it was seen as a really health-promoting. So it's been around for thousands of thousands wow. of years. Mm-hmm. But um, I was just describing to Mark and Jess about that you actually make it using what's called a scoby, which is a, a this fungally-looking thing that's a, actually a symbiosis of yeast and bacteria. So they look absolutely gross when you're making them. It so. sounds like a disease, Peter. <laughs> Stay back. I do not want to get scoby. I do not want well, to get have you, scoby. Have you tried kombucha? Clearly not. Okay. Clearly not. We'll have to bring some in for my. Okay. Jess. Thank you for that. All right. I'll bring some of my daughter's making at the moment. She's got big jars around the house, so you just don't want to go upstairs at night time if, if it's dark because you never know what might be how you, how climbing you. out of one of those pots. I get the feeling you don't want to find out what's climbing out of those pots either, but that's another story. So we just get back to rebalancing our gut and clearing our mind because I think we've we've lost track, Peter. So with a with the gut, like an um, uh, with stress, with anxiety, mm. particularly like it, you know, as we were saying before, it's mental World Mental Health Day, and one of the 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 keystones I think to heading towards getting your anxiety and low mood under control is, and it sort of makes sense having the best health you possibly can. And a lot of that starts back with our diet, what we're eating, and with the balance of good and bad bacteria through the gut. One of the big challenges with our gut flora is that it's not so much um, the uh, or, or the worst thing that's changed with our gut flora is that we're losing um, species. Our gut flora is not as diverse as what it used to be, and that seems to being linked to be being linked with you know increase in allergies and you know, maybe a connection, more of a connection with these health conditions. So you want a, you want a nice, healthy, diverse gut flora. So this is, is a problem, isn't it? If we're losing gut flora species, uh, we obviously want to go back in the other direction if we can. So what do you think some of the best ways to encourage healthy gut flora? Well, uh, number one, and this is where, depending on how far out of balance your gut is, it's sometimes worthwhile. You can get a, a, a um, what's called a, a digestive stool test done. So you can actually get a stool sample and send it off to You are labs. full of great ideas today, Peter. <laughs> First, you've got us in the bathroom just examining for around 10 minutes, and then we're going to send some off somewhere else. Well, that's, that's the joy of that person anyway. So you send off a stool test, and it will actually give you a breakdown of your gut flora. Mm-hmm. So it's really neat. So for, for kids particularly that might have mental health issues, sometimes we'll find parasites or strep infection or staph infection actually in their bowel that shouldn't be there. So if, if someone's got a serious health issue, we'll often recommend doing a digestive stool analysis to really nail down what is going on. But for most of us, a great place to start is to increase your intake of both prebiotic and probiotic foods, and as well as taking a good quality probiotic supplement. And I sort of think this day and age, like our gut flora gets knocked around by lots of things, antibiotics, alcohol, coffee, sugar, um, chlorine in our water, mm. you know, chlorine in our water is awesome. We can get good quality water, but it's designed to sterilize and kill bacteria. 
Some of which we need. <clears throat> some, of which, some of which we need. So there's lots of what I call gut disruptors. Um, what, what about with the probiotic foods? Can you give us some great examples that will just give us a hit? Yep, yep. So probiotic foods would be something like kombucha. It keeps coming up. <laughs> um, yogurt. But it needs to be homemade yogurt, like commercial yogurts, even though they do say that they contain the strains that we think of as healthy. They're often only um, fermented for a certain period of time. Um, you're not getting the good quality or you're not getting the numbers like you do if you can learn how to make your own yogurt. And um, at our talk tonight, we will be doing a coconut yogurt as well as kombucha. So learning how, and on our website, we've got a great recipe going on to how to make kombucha and also how to make your own coconut yogurt, which you can ferment for the right amount of time. Make sure you're getting all those good bacteria. Peter, you mentioned also uh, probi probiotic supplements. How do we choose the right one of those? Oh, look, the, the most important one is um, the one I'm recommending a lot at the moment is what I consider to be one of the best ones I've come across. And it's got three different strains, one that works on increasing your commensal or your good bacteria, one that works on healing and repairing leaky gut, and one that works on turning down or improving your immunity, particularly associated with the gut. So um, it needs to be a one that's tested. I'm not a big fan of multi-strain probiotics. There's not been a lot of research on probiotics that have, you know, five or ten different types of bacteria. Um, I like to stick to the ones that have been well researched and they need to be needs to be a probiotic that actually can survive the acid in your stomach and the bile from your gallbladder to actually get down to where it's going to make a difference. Peter, you're breaking the equipment. Oh, what are you doing? <laughs> he's, he's putting some headphones on I'm, and all this. No, I'm good. They just fell apart in my hands. So nothing of, to do with it. A bit of Transformers action there, more than meets the eye. <laughs> anyway, before we wrap up with uh, how gut controls your mood, good afternoon, Jane. You have a question for Peter. Yeah, I do. Um, Peter, how do you feel about kefir for a probiotic? Yeah, kefir's a great probiotic. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, it's actually yeah. A, um, a symbiote of um, bacteria and yeast as well. Yes. So, um, yeah, no, it's it's um, great. It's up there with um, the yogurt cultures and, oh, and good. that. So, good. Yeah, all yeah. good to go. Okay, terrific. All right. Thank you very much for that, Jane. Nice simple one to finish off with, Peter. Yeah, simple's good. It is. It simple's is. good. We don't want the brain taxed too much on our way out the door. So just to wrap up with you know, gut controlling our mood, all of that, what are the studies actually telling us, Peter, at the moment? There's been a bit of literature out there. So look, and it's, it's such a big growing area of, um, or of um, interest and, and research. Um, and a lot of the, as I was saying before, it's the greater the number of different species bacteria in your gut, um, the less chances you have of experiencing anxiety and depression or an exaggerated stress response. So as I was saying before, the microbiome diversity is shrinking. You know, our gut flora is totally different to what it was 100 years ago. Mm. And this is, I guess it's... It I speaks sort of, volumes, doesn't it? It does, and it's sort of a bit synonymous, I think, with what's going on in the planet. Pollution, toxicity, mm. you know, that's happening internally as much as what's going on with the planet. So, And, you know, the bees are being affected, so obviously our gut flora... Yeah, which is very, very sad. Okay, some uh, next talks that are coming up around that you and your uh, team will be involved with? Um, yes, yes. So tonight we've got are you our... Are sure? You, gut you know <laughs> this stuff, Peter? I was just going to mention one more thing. Of course you were. So um, on our, I think I've got a blog on our website that actually has a list of um, prebiotic and probiotic foods. So if people want a bit more comprehensive idea of what foods to eat to get the best to feed those good bacteria... And um, taking, and as I said, I'm a really big fan of taking a probiotic supplement, one that's been, you know, shown to 
get through to where it needs to be. And research is sort of showing that, you know, taking the right probiotic can help to improve the symptoms of anxiety by reducing cortisol, um, as well as helping people with suffering the mental symptoms associated with chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety. So, yeah, so it's exciting, exciting stuff. But, you know, always coming back to, you know, diet is cornerstone and, and being as healthy as possible is going to help. Fair call. Are those next talks, Peter? So talk tonight, Natural Remedies for Gut Health, um, and we're doing a fermenting demo on how to make sauerkraut, kombucha, and coconut and cashew yogurt. Now, unfortunately, um, tonight's booked. Great, so we can't go to that one next. We can't go to that one, (laughs) but if, um, if we get enough interest, we might even be able to do another gut one maybe in November because this one sold out or was booked out before we even had a chance to advertise it, which is... I'd, l- I'd love the recipe on that yoga. That sounded fantastic. Yeah, it's easy, easy, mm. easy peasy to make. So it's on our website, but I will personally get someone to email it to you. Thank you, Peter. Thank you, Peter. And on the 24th? Uh, yep, we've got a talk in our office, Natural Remedies for Thyroid Health. David Marston, one of our practitioners, is doing that. And, um, yeah, the, our naturopaths will be at the farmer's markets on Sunday doing free iridology assessments. So if you're at the farmer's markets and you want to have someone have a look in your eyes, which sounds very romantic for a does, Sunday. It? And um, iridology you know, gives you a good overview of, of your health. So, um, yeah, so go along to the farmer's market. If you're at the farmer's markets, make sure you stick your head in and say hello to one of the pracs. Excellent. And next week on the radio, we're talking about why we should be eating organic. Yeah, I thought we'd revisit this one mm. about the, the clean 15 or the dirty dozen and the clean 15. I like the sound of that. So Peter Mullen covering everything today. We've gone from, what have we gone from? Your, your, your leaky gut, we've covered poo, and the, the king of romance by the sound of things is going to have a look into your eyes. <laughs> All righty, so details about this at mullenhealth.com.au. You can podcast the program at 2NURFM.com a little bit later today. Thank you, Peter. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.